Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller, the founder of the Miller Law Group and director of the Center for Understanding in Conflict, and I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Paul Ross. He is uh, the author of How to Profit from Your Divorce, which was published in January of this year. He has had a deep corporate history, and he's started his own company recently, and since his divorce in 2011... He writes, I have achieved so many things that I wouldn't have dreamed during my marriage years. Most importantly, I've discovered a new relationship with my daughter, which had been hidden during our 25 years of marriage. So welcome, Paul. It's great to have you. Yes, thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you for the invitation and uh, pleased to be here. You're our first international guest, so I'm very excited about that. But it proves that this drive to make something positive out of something that might initially have seemed like a negative in your life is international, I think, is part of the human condition. Yes, it is. I think the experience and and trauma of divorce is, is shared by everyone, no matter where you are in the world, um, the emotion, the stress, and the uh, the demands of divorce, uh, we are we, we share. So hopefully, uh, I can help from my experiences and, and talk about them this afternoon. That sounds wonderful. So your book is called How to Profit from Your Divorce, and clearly you come from a business and coaching background. So how did you come to put those two things together? So I'll go back to 2006 when my 25-year marriage broke down and. Uh, Myself and my ex-wife decided to divorce, and through what was five years of divorce time, there was a lot of learning along the way, a lot of mistakes, a lot of pitfalls, and I sort of reflected back during that time and sort of cast my thoughts across my corporate and commercial career, and uh, what came out of that was a 10-point plan and using my experience in corporate life and commercial life, which I applied to the divorce process. In our case, the say it was for five years. And a lot of those principles I used in putting the 10-point plan together helped control my costs, helped me have overall control in terms of having a plan for my divorce with clear and realistic expectations, but also as well, I think, which was very important, Catherine, was once our settlement was arrived at in 2011, is to have a plan for the next 10 years to rebuild your life and particularly to recover your costs and and your wealth, but also to explore new opportunities and the opportunities that present themselves over those coming years is, again, to have a plan and set out goals and objectives to achieve over the over the 10 years. So I think the bringing the two together was really about having a plan, having control, keeping costs under control, certainly, and also having one settlement is achieved is having a plan to, to rebuild your life and, and rebuild your goals and ambitions. So that's how the two sort of came together, almost by, I guess, natural evolution in terms of the process that I put together. And my book very much lays out those 10 points, those 10 stages that I went through and how you can adapt to yourself. It's a very, very flexible step-by-step procedure. 
and those procedures can be built and bespoke and tailored to your own individual needs uh, and no two divorces are the same and you can have that uh, say flexibility to build it around your specific requirements and goals that you set. You know, it's really interesting because I always think of divorce as being, and this is what I say to my clients, that it's an intersection between what was and what will be. And it's an opportunity, if you choose to take it, to re-examine your core values, what you really aspire toward in your life, and to redirect yourself and toward those goals and in alignment with your core values and to really sort of take stock of your life. And it sounds like you really did that, Paul. Yes, very much so. And it's interesting you mentioned core values there because one of the things I found during divorce, you do rely on those core personal values to get you through what is a challenging time. And in my case, I share a lot of my values of determination, remaining positive. Divorce is only one chapter of your life and there is light at the end of the tunnel. You will get there. You know, it's a roller coaster. You will get there. So, those values are are important, but also family values. And what I found was it actually, divorce actually strengthened my family values. And, and as you touched on in your introduction, I discovered a new relationship, a brand new relationship with my daughter. I call it serendipity. And my divorce, had we not gone through that, I'm not sure I would have dis- discovered that new relationship, and that new bond, that new DNA, which I could argue has been hidden in my married years probably because of my responsibility. My corporate life took me away from home an awful lot, so I missed some of the time of my daughter growing up. So what we had was an opportunity to um, make up for lost time. But because of her age, she was a teenager, she'd uh, just finished her schooling, she was going to university, ready to set out her career. That time was important that we spent with each other, not only while she was at university, but we we spent time on holidays and traveling with each other. And we, we just discovered this new level of interest and this new level of what we wanted in life. And I used to say to her, what is it you want to achieve and how can I help you get there? And I find with teenagers, it's good to ask them what they want to do and, and support them to get there. And what we'd say, discover this new relationship, which is still as strong today. What are we looking six, seven years on? It's as still as strong today as it was, you know, at that time in the divorce period and, and just after as well. So those yeah, values wonderful. Are, are so important to uh, to maintain and to build on those family values. Well, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. When you take stock of where you are and where you really want to go, oftentimes it's not in the same direction you were going. And oftentimes things have changed since you started on your path. Not, it sounds like this is true for you, but it's true for many, many people. It was true for me. Start on a path, you start going down the path, and you're, then you get divorced and you have a chance to say, wait a second, I, I'm not sure I want to stay on this path. I want to do something different because this is not, this path doesn't go where I want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you, you can have control of that path and where your destiny is. And I maintain the ambitions that we all have, and we all have different ambitions and different aspirations. Mine were very different to yours or to, or to the next person. So set those goals. Your heart tells you what you want to do. You know, I had some clear goals in setting up my own company, in traveling, in writing a book. These are the things that I wouldn't probably have dreamt of during my married years. So take stock of where you want to go. And a lot of people I've spoken to have gone through the same experience. I've had completely different goals and ambitions to mine and pursued them. So yes, you, you really do have that opportunity to uh, to spread your wings. And as I always say, the, the bucket list is always only half full. There's always <laughs> plenty of things that you can be doing. This is Dialogue on Divorce, WVOX, 1460 AM and WVOX.com. We're also available as a podcast on my website, www 
www.westchesterfamilylaw, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. And my guest today is Paul Ross. He's the author of How to Profit from Your Divorce, a 10-point plan to survive and profit. And Paul, tell us about your 10-point plan. Yeah, sure. The 10-point plan really starts at the very beginning in when you are at the stage of your separation and and you realize your, your marriage is breaking down is, first of all, the first stage is to take time and think carefully what it is you want from your divorce. What are your expectations? And try and share that with your your ex-wife or your ex-husband and what their expectations are. And that first stage is allowing yourself enough time, and in my case, it was several months, to allow for some of the emotional dust to settle and you can think clearly and a little bit more rational in terms of what you want to achieve and start to put together a plan of what you both want to achieve. The next stage of the 10-point plan really centers around cost. Divorce is expensive. Clearly, you have your legal cost to cover, your living cost to cover. You still have to feed yourself and look after the family. So having a cost plan without going into debt and I talk about many of the resources that would be available to find that additional income because your legal costs or your professional costs will be over and above your living costs on how to plan for that without entering into debt. That's very, very important. So the next stage from that, that plan and that preparation is cost. And then really probably the most important part for me, and that's sort of the, the fourth stage of the 10-point plan, is ensuring your family and children are unconditionally put first, their interests are put first, and make sure your legal team around you, whether you are working with an attorney or with a mediator or a collaborative lawyer, is make sure they're aware that your children's interests are put first. And, and in my case, say my daughter had just finished her schooling. She had been successful in passing her grades and her exams and was heading off to university. So uh, I made sure that certainly my attorney and my legal professionals were aware of that. I think the other thing as well is when you are making choices in the early stages, look at all the options. Don't run off to the, the first law firm, family law firm, Consider the options of collaborative law, of mediation, of alternative dispute resolution, and also now it's a growing trend of of DIY divorces. So look at all the options and consider the best option for you and your ex-spouse or your or your ex sorry ex-wife or ex-husband. So think about those options as well and which route you want to go. Think then once working through the the ten-point plan is the divorce itself and clearly following the correct legal procedures, your professional will advise you on that. Make sure when you're selecting that professional advisor, that legal advisor, you understand a number of things. One is what are the costs that you are likely to incur and get a very clear guidance on what are the options in terms of costs so there are no surprises and research and I reference in my book quite a lot of, of research is nearly half of divorcees when the legal bill arrives it's higher than they expected so ensure there are no surprises in terms of those costs. Understand some of the legal terms that are used 
and what are the costs associated with that, particularly if, if unfortunately, your, your, your divorce goes to court, and mine did go to court on six occasions, and, and there's a cost incurred there. Understand what those costs are in terms of some of the jargon and some of the terms that are used, and ask, ask your lawyer to explain those costs to you. So that's a very, very important part. And I think then sort of moving through the, the legal process, I think my advice is, Remain constructive. Always look for a positive outcome and try to avoid the hostility and acrimony that can creep into a divorce process. And unfortunately, it did with me. That was one of the big mistakes. We allowed hostility to move into our own divorce. So try and remove that emotion and keep a constructive relationship and communication with your um, ex-spouse or sorry, ex-husband or ex-wife and also with your lawyer. Seek their guidance to remain constructive to the end goal and try to get to that end goal and draw a line as quickly as possible so you can then move on with life once you've achieved settlement. And I think once you've got to there, the final sort of part of my book and, and the 10-point plan, I said that the book is structured into the 10-point plan, is then start to set your new life. What are your goals? What are, you, what are your ambitions? Uh, aim to recover your costs as quickly as possible. I talk about some of the techniques you can use to recover those costs as quickly as possible. And then from there, uh, what is your 10-year plan? And it is a long-term plan. In my case, it was learning new things, new skills. I moved into new areas in terms of my career, I traveled a lot and wrote a book. I'd never written a book before. So those are new areas of learning. And what I found from that and on the following sort of four or five years of that 10-point plan, you meet new people. You network with people by looking at new opportunities. You do come into contact with new people of shared interests. And you know what? You can actually find somebody who becomes, in my case, my partner through that, again, that process of venturing into, into new areas. So the 10-point plan effectively starts from the very beginning in making sure you're planned and prepared and research for your for your divorce, keeping all the options that are best available, keeping a constructive dialogue with your ex-spouse right through to after divorce and the 10 years after divorce to rebuilding your life and your wealth and recovering your costs over that following period of time. And I talk a lot about my experiences, but also I share a lot of other third-party experiences in, in, in explaining the process. But as I say, it's a 10-point plan that can be built around your individual needs and your expectations. It's got a, a lot of flexibility. So it's hopefully a, that's sort of giving you a, a brief summary of, the, yeah. uh, of how the program works. You're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. This is WVOX 1460 AM and WVOX.com. I'm talking today with Paul Ross who is the author of How to Profit from Your Divorce. And in it, he outlines a 10-point plan that, Paul Ross, you've just been telling us about. And I'm curious, you said a number of really interesting and really important things, I think, about your experience. But what was the biggest surprise to you as you went through your divorce and then thought about writing your book? I think there were, there were three things. And, and what motivated me to write my book came in, into that in terms of surprise one was the importance of how costs can run away with you and become out of control. And that was a real danger in my divorce. And so it took five years. Wow. So that was a real surprise <laughs> in, in, in making sure and one of my learnings and my mistakes was potentially allowing those costs to run out of control. I think the second area, Catherine, was 
attorneys, lawyers, legal professionals who have the opportunity to read my book is for them to really understand the concerns and anxieties of divorcing couples and their clients. And I share a lot of those anxieties and concerns. And hopefully from, a, again, a constructive and positive point of view, lawyers can better understand that and maybe do their job better and strengthen their relationship with their clients. And I use some of the points that I raise, as I say, from a constructive point of view to help that relationship with their clients because, you know, you, you get pretty close. You share a lot of very personal information with each other, I'm particularly around children and families when they're involved, and I call it emotional intelligence, the importance of emotional intelligence. Those sort of things mean a lot as, as a client, speaking as a client, as a divorcee. And I think the third area, which is a surprise, is our legal systems can be improved, and is there a way that we can make divorce less painful, less expensive, quicker and easier to get to that line of settlement and be able to move on with life as quickly as possible. And I was surprised how protracted and, and how long a divorce can take. And is there a way we can shorten that time and, as I say, get to that line you want to draw in your life and then move on? And the word profit I use in my title for my book is a little bit of a metaphor. It's got several meanings. And yes, there is the financial side in terms of cost and, and rebuilding your wealth after divorce and recovering, but also as well profit in terms of the opportunities that present themselves to do new things and to achieve new goals and aspirations. And I think then they say that the third area in terms of profit is the ability to, in my case, strengthen those family values, those new family values with, with your children or your relatives after divorce. So I use the profit in a, in a fairly loose turn and has three different meanings. So that was a surprise as well that, that came out, that um, there is that real opportunity to have change and, and do things differently once settlement is arrived at. Paul Rosk, if people are interested in learning more about your book and more about your work, how can they contact you? There's a couple of ways. Uh, I have a website, www.paul-ross.com. And on there, uh, there's a lot more about myself and my book and the 10-step plan. But also as well, there's a, a contact page, which you can contact me via online email. And also as well, I have a uh, social media account, LinkedIn, Twitter, and, and Facebook. Again, if you just search for Paul Ross, how to profit from your divorce, you'll find me on the on the social media sites. And is your book um, available on your website as well, or is it on Amazon book, yep. or both? The book is, you can order the book on my website, which is available through all the major online book retailers, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, etc. You can order direct. And also as well, it is in selected bookstores. But again, there are details on my website and how you can obtain uh, obtain my book with a link to the online booksellers. Just click on the link and that, it'll take you straight to the page on the uh, retailer's website. That's great to know. You know, one thing that you talked about is, I think you said that you believe that it's really important to remain constructive, I believe mm -hmm. is your term, during the divorce. And you also said that that didn't always happen in your own experience. I think that's great advice. And I also think it's sometimes really hard to do. Uh, mm. And I'm thinking, what did you learn about ways to do that while you were experiencing it that maybe you share in your book, but that you could share with our listeners now? 
You know, I think it's very important to, as early as you can, and I know it is difficult because emotions are running high and stress is running high, but if there's an opportunity to, to try and understand each other's expectations and what is it you want to achieve, realistic expectations from a divorce, remaining constructive with your ex-husband or ex-wife, but also as well, I think, is beyond settlement is, again, what are those expectations? And one of my, and I'm quite happy to sort of share my experiences, that our expectations and ambitions in future life had changed. We've been married 25 years and, and our future desires had changed. And that's one of the reasons we mutually agreed to divorce. So really have a respect and an understanding and appreciation for each other's expectations and try and work together as, as hard as it is try and work together and making sure your legal team, your professional legal advisors, lawyers or mediators are aware of what those expectations are. So you can all work to the same goals, albeit they're maybe quite different. You can all work to that on that same page and try to keep the emotion, the, the hostilities at bay. And that was one of my big learnings. Well, it goes back to one of the early steps, which is what do you want to achieve, right, by the divorce? Because I think that, you know, there are certain there are elements that you might want to achieve. I want to stay in the house or I want this much money. But there's also a process desire. I want to achieve freedom. I want to achieve uh, mutual respect. I want to achieve good co-parenting. Absolutely, yes. And that, and that's why I think situations are never the same. So to really understand and have a respect and appreciation for each other's expectations, and they may be quite different. And, you know, life goes on once you've come through the process itself is that's probably where the more challenging, difficult time comes. Well, where do I go now? So to have a clear, I call it a personal vision in my book. What is your personal vision? What is it you'd like to see yourself in 10 years' time? And visualize yourself there. And I talk about some of the techniques, again, from my corporate career in terms of what you want to achieve in your career and applied some of those principles into your personal life and you know, raise the bar. It's surprising. One of my quotes at the end is, never let anybody tell you you can't do something. It really is. Attitude plays a big, big part in getting you through the divorce, but also as well the years after. And it's, attitude may be a small thing, but it can make a big difference to your future life. And talk about some, again, those values and beliefs that are, are important, not only to me, but to others as well. So, Paul Ross, in our last few minutes, other than reading your book, what is the one piece of advice that you would give somebody considering divorce as they consider the process and the choices that they need to make? I think there are a number of things. One is, and we've touched on it already, have a clear set of goals. Keep your costs under control through the divorce process and seek all the options in going through the divorce process. And then once you've arrived at settlement and the order has been served through the correct legal process is then really look at life and say, what do I want to do? What are my aspirations? And set those ambitions and start straight away. Don't put them off until tomorrow. Start straight away and, and have a plan to achieve that. And it's very rewarding. You know, life, you can lose a lot of um, your self-worth and, and dignity, uh, sorry, um, your values after divorce, uh, your self-esteem. So rebuild that very, very quickly and feel good about yourself. And, and you can uh, if you have uh, something to aim for and something to achieve uh, and bring people with you, make new friends, um, make new partners, um, you know, network, communicate. That is important, and particularly with new people. You'd be surprised 
how many interesting people you can come across. I think that's really wonderful advice. Thank you, Paul Ross. Paul's book is available at www.paul-ross.com. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Dialogue on Divorce. My pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation to uh, to uh, to come on to the show.